and I'm Amanda, and we're Haley and Amanda, and you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. So it is episode two of season two. It's it's golden birthday. Two two to two two. Love me a two two. Yeah. So Haley is joining you right now via Zoom. That's correct, and it's pretty strange because. Our girl, our girl Hales hasn't been feeling too well. It's not COVID, don't worry. But didn't have the vid. I did get a stomach bug that knocked me, knocked me down flat for 24 hours, and so we're playing it safe and zoom in. So we we wanted to go ahead and go through with our guest for this week, which happened to be my father. So we, oh, that's Amanda, by the way, Amanda's father, Amanda's father, but he's like your second father. Yeah. I was going to say whom I also adore very much. Yes. And so Haley wasn't in on the interview. So do you want me to give you a rundown? I would love to. And this is like, I'm sad that I'm not in the interview, obviously kind of jealous, but also, it's like I get to listen to an interview for the first time. And it's a really good one. Well, we knew it was going to be because it's um, Yeah, he's so wise and calming and joyful and inspirational. How perfect. Just what we want on our podcast, I tell you that. So and how did you decide what to talk to him about? Or did it just kind of free flow? Well, something that you and I had talked about that we wanted to do the interview about with him was a concept he lives out in his life and a concept that a lot of people he's given advice on with this, and it's about blooming where you are planted. And I needed to hear it. I need to hear that. (laughs) It's really good because... What? I said badly because we're, especially in this, it's something that obviously we all would need to hear at any point in our lives because it's always a challenge, but it's, I'm sure, an extra challenge for everyone right now. Yes. And, you know, at first I was kind of taking the perspective on it and in the interview about people's jobs. And he was like, yes, but also every relationship you're in, if you're sick or not if you're financially okay or not, if you are in a season of mental health or not, like not just your job blooming where you're planted. And so I think, I think the listeners are going to love this episode because first of all, my father is so genuine and it comes across because he just is. Um, But he gives real tangible advice in this episode about how to bloom where you're planted, why it's important, what that really means to bloom where you're planted. And I think this is an episode people can really take away things and apply them to their everyday life to make their life substantially better. Well, that seems like something I want to listen to right away. And right now. (laughs) Hey, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the episode with my father. Gary Page, who also is a pastor, by the way. So that's his job, his career. My whole life, he's been a pastor uh, of a church, of a church in 
Plano where I grew up, and now he is a pastor of the traditional service at Calvary Church in Irving. And so his his life advice, I feel like, is very uh, well-rounded because he meets and works with so many different people. And so he has a lot of... Yes, what? And something that I think is very cool about him too and like that gives him a lot of depth is also that he not only meets a lot of people he's with people in all different circumstances of life like the ones that you're you were just describing I mean one day he's doing a wedding the next day he might be in the hospital you know praying for someone or the next day at a funeral the next day you know preaching a service you know he's he does the happy the sad the joyful the all of it, you know, and I, people in all those stages of life. I actually, since I didn't get to be in the interview, I would like to share my favorite story of him really quickly. It's just that I, when I was in college, I had a really bad sports injury actually to my head. And it was a terrifying time, obviously for a young person, but I had to have a really scary surgery. And, um, I remember that of all the people in my family and including you, Amanda, whoops. I wanted some alone time with Gary Page right before I went into that surgery because he brings such a calming joy, steadfastness. He is just so unwavering in who he is. And so I'm delighted to listen to this interview. All right, well, let's jump into it with old GDP, Gary Page, Pastor Page, and my father. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here with me today. I'm glad to be here with you today. You have been on a list of guests we've wanted to have. Well, uh, do you believe I'm, that? No, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you make me feel good by saying that. Well, you're you are one of our VIPers. Oh man! And you that, haven't you had a VIP experience so far? Getting oh, I, I absolutely. I I've uh, felt like a very important person. Oh, good, because that coffee it's not free. Uh, no, it is to you. It was ground just for me, made just for me, and uh, it made me feel very VIP ish. Okay, <laughs> ish. <laughs> I feel VIP. Ish. Yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> well, I wanted to have you on for many reasons because I happen to love you. Well, that's mutual, my dear. And, but I also happen to respect you. Thank you. And if we cry on this episode, I'm cutting it out because we are, we can be emotional. Please do. Okay. So one of the things that, well, you have many lessons that I've learned from you over the years. But one of them that I think you you have helped other people with this concept, and I've watched you live out this concept, which I was thinking about this the other day. It's so it's so interesting. You know, you're my father. You watch me. You've watched me since birth grow up in the world and my experiences and becoming uh, myself. But I've also been watching you. And I watched you throughout your life handle things, things that you've been through. And it's so you, you might be viewing me 
as I'm growing up as your daughter, but also everything you do as my father, I'm also witnessing. So I, I think most people view it as like the parent watching the kid, but we get we get a view too. Yeah, I I think we all watch our parents and uh, are influenced by what we see more than probably what they say. Absolutely. Yeah, because you can tell somebody something all day, but if they're not doing it, it's kind of empty. That's absolutely true. Very so true. The, the thing that we're talking about today is blooming where you're planted. And this is something I've watched you do several, several times throughout life. It, you're, you're a type of person who this is something that not only are you going to talk about today that you think is a good thing, but you live it. And so, first of all, can you just kind of talk to us about that concept? Like, what does it mean to bloom where you're planted? Well, for me, uh, to, to bloom where you're planted simply means that no matter where you find yourself or what circumstances you find yourself in, uh, you you do your very best at that at that point in time, no matter where you are. Uh, a flower doesn't really have the choice of where it's going to be planted. So wherever it's planted, that's where it, needs, it blooms. So life um, is somewhat like that. We make decisions and have hopes that we're going from this place to that place. We're going to come. We're, we're starting here and we want to accomplish something out there. But life happens. Yep. And sometimes... You know, it just doesn't work out the way that we originally envisioned it. So for me, bloom where you're planted simply means that no matter where you find yourself, that's where you try to be your best self. You do the best you know how to do. Um, that's, that's the definition for me, bloom where you're planted. So I think this is a really important concept because just like you're saying, even if, even if you do have plans to get to some certain destination, you don't just arrive there one day quickly, right? You go yeah. through these stages of other things. Exactly. Uh, when I was, I remember very uh, vividly, I, I was in the Bahamas between my junior and senior year in high school. Uh, and I was out on a boat with a group of people. And I, I was beginning to think about what did I want to do with my life? What my father owned a grocery store. There are other things I enjoyed seeing. There are a lot of other things I was considering. And I, I kept thinking that somehow I would, I would discover in my mind a plan that would take me from 17 to 90. And, right. and it, it, it just doesn't happen that way. Right. And so you find yourself along this journey of life. And I mean, this is everybody, right? You, if you listen to anyone's story, if you listen to Mark Cuban's story, he, his is one of my favorite about where he was fired from a job because he took mm -hmm. certain liberties. It was a very entry level job and you know, that he became Mark Cuban, right? Or you have, right. you have all of those kinds of stories, but so in life along those stops, blooming where you're planted, I have a question. So let's say someone like one of our listeners is finding themselves in a place where this job that they're in is 
an, you know, a means to an end. It's just kind of paying the bills so that they can hopefully get to the next step towards the thing they're passionate about or the thing that they want to do. Why do they need to bloom there? Well, um, the, the you use the job situation. If you let me, if you don't mind, if I expand job, uh, maybe um, a divorce comes your way. You weren't planning on. You hadn't uh, the end of a relationship, uh, a health crisis, a financial crisis. Life happens, and sometimes what we originally thought would take place does not take place. The reason you want to bloom where you're planted, in my opinion, is that uh, I have this, uh, this is for me anyway, uh, the, the soil has everything in it that the seed needs. So where, wherever you are, what you need is right there, in my opinion. It doesn't mean that you'll stay there forever, but it's when you, when you instead of uh, having a negative attitude, instead of having a, a defeated attitude, instead of feeling like life's really dealt you a bad hand, you, you, you look at what's around you and get the best out of that, and that, that has the potential of lifting you out of that situation into uh, a better situation. Uh, you know what this is reminding me of? What? I just thought of this right now. Uh, our, my grandfather, your dad, he had properties, rental properties. And do you remember Mike? Mike, who rented one of his properties in Plainview. Mm-hmm. And granddad was in the hospital. And you and I were in the hospital and Mike came to visit him and we got, you know, we all started talking in the hospital and he's talking about his job at the, was it meat packing? It was a meat packing plant. Yeah. And he had like a really, what I would consider terrible job. He had to like bleed out the hanging cows or, I mean, something kind of gross and Mm -hmm. I would think unpleasant and smelly and not the best. It's like a line work job. But the pride he had talking about his work and his positive perspective and attitude about what he did, whenever he walked out of the hospital room, you and I, we kind of teared up like this guy, he doesn't have the best things in the world, the best job in the world, but his, what he was giving off about yeah. Oh, yeah. it. He had, he had such a great attitude. Yeah. And, and it was enjoying life. He made, he lifted uh, our spirits by talking to him because yeah. of his perspective of where he was. It, it, it was not, uh, I, don't, I don't know that you would just, uh, it's kind of hard to say, you know, this is, this is where I want to be. But for him, uh, he was blooming where he was planted. Yeah, he's like the <laughs> definition of that. Exactly. Some place that I think most people would think is like, really, that's your job? Yeah. And he was like, yep. Well, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I think about some of the sacred writings. Uh, there, there's a story that, that comes to my mind that really illustrates this so well. Uh, a young man in the Old Testament, uh, his family gets mad at him. His brothers get mad at him. They 
throw him in a pit, and they sell him to slave traders. Slave traders take him and sell him as a slave to a man, wealthy man. But in that household, that he he couldn't be happy about being yanked out of his family, sold to slave traders, sold into slavery. I mean, we're not talking about you're just, I'm so glad I'm here. I mean, but in that setting, he works so hard and takes advantage of where he is that he becomes the uh, really the the person who runs that household. Circumstances happen where he is falsely accused of some acts, gets thrown into prison. In prison, he does the same thing and ends up running the prison. Out of that, he's promoted to a higher place. It, for me, that is the essence of being of blooming where you're planted. It, it, bad things were happening to him, but instead of of uh, self pity and no hope, okay, I'm going to make the best of this situation. Yeah, and I think so. I think that this comes back to the idea that the difference between joy and happiness, mm-hmm. right? Because you're like, you're saying in this illustration, like the person isn't happy to be sold into slavery or when bad things happen to you, it's not that you have to be happy about them, but it's about wanting to make your life joyful, good, positive. And so it's your spin on the situation that affects really what you get out of it. Absolutely. Uh- Throughout my life and career, I've I've had the experience and the opportunity to interact with a lot of people who have had misfortunes happen to them in their lives, and several of them have ended up in prison. Some people come out very bitter, angry at the world. I've never met anybody who went into prison who thought they deserved it. Uh, everybody's innocent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have several, I can think of maybe four or five people that I have uh, interacted with that they came out of prison and became very successful in life because they did not allow their circumstances to tear them down. They bloomed where they were planted, even in prison. They studied, they bettered themselves, they prepared themselves when they would be out. Um, and when they came out, they just said, Hey, thanks. This is another opportunity. And they started again, being another planting, but blooming once again, once they're out, I think, I think the attitude. So is that the difference you think? It's it's the attitude. Yeah, sure. You, I think you can shrivel up and die or you can really blossom depending on your attitude and how you how you see what's around you. Do you think that's something inside people already, or do you think anyone can choose it? Well, you know, that's a hard question. I, I, I don't know. Because, you know, you meet people who they're, they're prone to that, I feel like, who mm-hmm. are prone to that positivity or that hopefulness that they, when they encounter something like that, they're not going to give up. Right. But But do you think other people... It, it they can choose it. Well, yeah, I'm I'm really old now, so 
<clears throat> my education uh, was way back there, so it may have changed since I was educated. I don't know. But in in my school, uh, school in my training, there was always debate as to whether uh, it's genetic mm-hmm. that you're born with that propensity, that uh, leaning to either having a positive attitude or a negative attitude. Um, and the, I think back in my day, anyway, and it may still be, I don't know, the debate of, no, it's the circumstances that you're in. If you grow, if you grow up in a very negative, if you grow up in a very uh, difficult setting and everybody around you is failing, then you are prone to that. Then maybe it's a combination of both. Nature versus nurture. Yeah. Uh, however, there are people, you know, like I, I know a, a gentleman that I have a great respect for. His mother was deaf. His father was a, a an alcoholic. His his upbringing was very very difficult, and yet he has a right. tremendous family and successful. As, yeah, very man. successful, very successful man. So I I don't know. I don't know if it's which of those uh, well, ways. It, I think about uh, one thing you you told me about yourself too, which this isn't. This is different, but the same about how you, as a young man, you were more like of a hypochondriac, like your, cause your mother was more mm-hmm. that way. Right. And your father was kind of the person who like was never sick. And if he was, you wouldn't know it cause he worked through it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kind of talk about, do you know what moment I'm talking about? Yeah. How old were you? Well, I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, my, my mother and her side of the family, <laughs> it seemed like. All their, uh, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but it seemed like every time they got together, it was a contest to who, see who was the most, uh, who was the sickest, who was. And I think uh, everybody knows people like that. Yeah. You got to top the other person. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, you know, anytime I had a cough, oh, mom's taking me to the doctor. You know, I was going to the doctor all the time. They're checking me for allergies. They're giving me uh, injections, B12 injections, whatever, you know, on and on and on. And also, I, you know, I, to be honest, I don't know how much I was playing into that because if I was sick, I didn't have to go to school. So, yeah, you know, I don't feel good, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel real good. Let me stay home today. So, there, you know, there's a lot of play there. But one day I was I was with somebody that I really admired, a, a man who was a little older than me. And I just thought he hung the moon. I, just, I didn't think he could do any wrong, you know. And so... uh for some reason, he makes this comment about my dad. He says, man, I admire your dad. He is, he, he's never sick. He just, he, boy, he just gets up and goes, nothing gets him down. And it was like, it was a light switch. It was like a switch in my brain was turned on. And I saw my father in a different light than I had ever seen him. And I saw the setting that I felt like I've, now I feel like I was kind of being pulled into um, with the other side of the family. Uh, and it, it totally changed my perspective. I, you know, I, I wanted to be more like him. And of course now sometimes maybe I don't go to the doctor when I should, but yeah, it, it really true. changed my, my attitude. And uh, cause that kind of makes me feel like people can make that 
switch in their minds. Don't you think if, I think you can, if you lean towards more of a negative, like I'm not saying the hypochondria is kind of like that. Like I'm, I'm going to pair that with pessimistic or whatever that, that more negative perspective, but making that switch, I don't want to be that kind of person. Do you think people really have the ability to change being a type of way? I, 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 I do. I think people can change. I do too. And uh, I, I think a lot, a lot of is choice. Uh, and yet, I know people that. Yeah. I don't know if they could ever change, they could ever change or not. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, that's such a hard question. I uh, probably that's way above my pay grade. But it was interesting to think about yeah. because you, you see, like even as a high school teacher. You see kids in these horrible situations, home life or whatever, and some of them are the best students in the school. They've risen above it. Nothing's going to bring them down. They want their future to look different. And then you see other people really, really settle into that worst version of themselves that their families kind of surrounded them with. And I always wonder, like, what is the difference? Why, why does this kid rise above and why does this kid settle into it? Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 sometimes in life you have a situation that is so difficult. It, it, uh, it knocks the breath out of you, so to speak, not literally physically, but the, the situation you, you, you're, you feel like you're accomplishing something. You, maybe, maybe you're starting a business and your business is doing well. Then all of a sudden, bam. And I, I would imagine there are a lot of people experiencing something like that this year with COVID. Right. Uh, their business had started now it's not, or maybe they're they starting a new job and now they're fired for whatever reason. Those, and you, it's like, bam, and you're just—I mean—you're depressed. Mm-hmm. You're you're hurt mentally, emotionally. Uh, you don't know what to do. For me now, go back to blooming where you're planted. Mm-hmm. I, I can only speak for myself. Right. I went through something similar to that, which you're familiar with. And it was, it was just get up and do what you know to do. Do what you know is right. Even though you're not real excited about it, mm-hmm. even though you're not happy about it, mm-hmm. you just, you keep on Doing, I, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. You, you remember he has that line, I get up in the morning yeah. and I remind myself to breathe in and out. And my goal is to wake up one day and not have to remind myself to breathe in and out. Yeah. And, and I think that's the blooming where you're planted. You maybe had the wind knocked out of you. Mm-hmm. Something terrible happened to you. And you're, you're, you're not happy where you are necessarily, mm-hmm. but you just get up and keep doing it and keep doing what you, what you know is right, doing your best. And time does heal wounds mm-hmm. and you get past it and you find yourself, you look around, you say, whoa, I'm accomplishing something here. This is not, maybe this is a good thing for me, you know? Well, I, and you never know what what that thing leads you to. Exactly. And whenever you are giving your best, I mean, I've experienced that. I'm sure many people have where you're in a place you don't want to be, but because you, you, you 
brought your best to it anyways. Right. When you left, some connection you made there or some um, impact you made there with a boss or whoever, mm-hmm. that relationship is very beneficial in the future in getting exactly. you somewhere else. That's happened to me before. Right. I did, I, I, my very first job out of college, it wasn't necessarily my dream job, but the, the relationships I built there were great networking mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. for me in, in other ways in the future. Exactly. Uh, it's, uh, it's very important. You know, I, I, I think I take exception. There, there's some people that feel like when they leave a job, if it wasn't the most satisfying or pleasant, or if they had a, some, it, they sh- should go online, uh, let the public know that they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I buy into that. Yeah. Because, because there could have been a connection and somebody may have perceived us differently in a positive way rather than a negative if we make those negative statements ourselves. Right. That would help us in the future like you're talking about. Something that you and mom did for us uh, growing up, which at the time I hated, like real, I mean, hated this. But whenever we would bring a problem to you or a situation about, I don't know, some teacher or whatever, we felt so wronged. Y'all always played devil's advocate and you would make us try to see the other person's perspective. And I would be so mad sometimes like, no, just be on my side. I was wrong. These people stink, like forget them. And you, but I think it's something I've carried into my adult life where in moments where I feel so wronged, I try to really think about the person that's wronging me like did are they really a bad person or was that a bad moment was that a bad decision you know you instead of making out everyone to be the bad guy against you and i i I think what you're you know i i can think back i had a high school teacher uh choir director that i despised couldn't stand the man and he pushed me in ways that just irritated me to no end Uh, you know i was in a musical called oklahoma and this guy would make me wear my boots my cowboy hat my cowboy shirt my jeans and prance through the lunch room with him in front of all my peers i hated the man Literally hated. Today, I look back, and I'm so grateful to that man. He pushed me and expanded in me in ways that I would have never grown without him doing that. As a matter of fact, one of the most joyful moments when you talk about joy for me is a few years ago, I traced him down. And made a phone call Thanksgiving and got him. His wife answered the phone. I said, could I speak to Mr. I won't say his name. She said, just a moment. So he comes to the phone. I told him who I was and reminded him. I said, I just want to thank you. And he said something. He didn't say much. He just, well, thank you for calling, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I'll let you go. And we hung up. In a few moments, I get a phone call back. It's his wife. 
And she says, would you please tell me what you said to my husband? He, uh, he has Alzheimer's. And that's the first time I've heard him speak in years. I'm crying. So, uh, kind of making me teary-eyed, too. I apologize. But so it wasn't a big response, story, but it was big for him. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes in the midst of our difficulty, like you, you're the one who bring, making the point, we don't see the perspective of what's going on until later on. Uh, I think it's probably why we would be the devil advocate on your, you know, this person's not that bad. Look at their side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that only comes sometimes through living. Yeah. Ooh, that is so sweet. You never told me that story. What a sweetheart of a guy that he made such an impact on you. I think it's important to call people that make an impact on you and and let them know. Yeah. It's people are just living their lives and small things mean such a big deal. Sometimes they they mean more than you think they do. Yeah. Well, so for people out there who are maybe feeling really unhappy or unsatisfied where they're at and they're like, I want to bloom where I'm planted. Because this is a concept that uh, you, work at, you work at a church and several like, of the young um, pastors or people on staff, this is something that I've heard that they really respect about you and love love when you have done sit downs with them about this what what are like the tangible ways for somebody to move forward with this idea in their life to bloom where they're planted if they're feeling unhappy and unsatisfied well i i think um look at look for the positive things uh, you know Nothing is 100% negative and, and nothing is 100% positive. There's always a blend of negative and positive. So you can, you can certainly find the negative. Uh, usually that's easier than finding the positive sometimes. But sit down and make a list of positive. That can be in a relationship. That can be in your job. That can be in your finances. Things are going south. You look for the positive things. Being grateful for the positive. Um, Thankful that you you have a you know I don't know a home a car whatever the even the most uh, basics be thankful for them. I think being around other people who have a positive attitude and, and I I don't like phony positive. I don't me either. I don't like the people who have all those uh, canned sayings. You know. <laughs> I don't know what uh, what to say, but I I just don't I don't I don't like to canned. Okay, uh, always say this, blah blah. You know, uh, uh, yeah, you know. Oh, it's a beautiful day, and I'm so grateful to be alive today. I, I don't like that kind of. I I'm talking about finding things you're genuinely grateful. you're genuinely thankful for and grateful for, and being around people that are positive, that are always life's the pits, you know. And that doesn't mean you don't talk to people that have problems. That's that's not my point. My point is that. Look for people also that, that talk about the positive. I think that's one way to, to help bloom where you're planted. I think, I think reading 
uh, books that encourage you positive, maybe biographies of people who have overcome rough circumstances. Um, also, I think uh, being around a group of people who who share ideas that will help you positive. For me, that's for me. That's in the church, but uh, it's not always just the church that can do that for you. Uh, there are other groups that you can be around. Uh, they they look at inspirational writings, things that will encourage them. But I think that's part of your. To me, that's kind of watering the soil. You're in it. You know, right now you really can't change where you're planted. Right. But you can water that soil and maybe grow and see some positive things come out of it. I think that's really good advice because you have to think. Like, let's say you're in a tough spot in your marriage. If you are getting together with your friends who are also maybe going through rough things and y'all just go down this rabbit hole of negativity together, how is that going to help you? Yeah. Right? But exactly. if But if you're with somebody who's encouraging you or, you know, trying to push you, giving you books or, you know, personal experience to help you. That's what's going to pull you out of certain situations. Yeah, well, it's going to be it's going to be one of the tools that would help you. I don't think there's any one thing, right? That that accomplishes. I think it's a combination of many things. I think, like you said, re- reading, being around people, um, making that conscious decision in your mind. I'm going to look at for the good, like you right. said. And it doesn't mean that you automatically, almost immediately, change overnight. It may be a process for you. And wouldn't you even say it doesn't, it, it might not even change your circumstances at all. Exactly. But what changes is your perspective, your uh, experience with that thing. Right. You know, it's it's like, um, it's kind of like, uh, I, I've used this illustration for marriage years ago. Marriage is like a chocolate cake. And what I mean by that is, you you take if you you take the flour the sugar um the uh the milk the eggs and you lay them all out separately if you just taste one of them uh the flour is kind of bland the eggs are yucky the sugar is real sweet uh but it's when you mix them all together and put them in the oven uh you come out with something called chocolate cake marriage has all those elements you have right. you have the bland the yucky the sweet but like my wife and i we have just celebrated 50 years of marriage and oh i had no idea oh yeah you threw me at the party babe <laughs> um, we can look back and say we had a good marriage mm-hmm. parts of it if you if i bailed out on the bad parts i would only taste the bitter right by and that's a good yucky. analogy. So anyway, that's that's the thought of it. I think I think that I'm saying that in marriage, but I think that's in anything. Yeah. You know, you 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 have to give something time to work its way out. Well, because I think in life we wish it were all good, mm-hmm. but nothing is. Nope. Everything is this combination of good, bad, and mundane. Exactly. And our emotions are fleeting. And so whenever, if if we, like you're saying, if we stop at a bitter point, it's going to be bitter, taste it bitter. bitter. 
it was a bitter experience. But if we push through, then that's whenever we get the full combination of it all together, which is something very beautiful. Yeah. Life is, is exactly. a beautiful combination of all of those things. Absolutely. Well, I really liked that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that conversation. Well, thank you for allowing me to be on your, what does this call it, podcast? <laughs> can't believe you remembered that <laughs> I'm, I'm impressing myself uh, well i i'm really glad that what you're gonna say you're but uh, you were about to say something no 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 i just i'm i'm, I'm impressed. you're impressed <laughs> you impressed yourself yeah can't believe you remembered well i'm glad that we talked about this you and i because i i really like i said i respect you and one of the things that i respect is like I said, being a witness to your life, you're a great dad. I love you. But watching you navigate life and bloom where you've been planted, even if it was hard or even if the situation wasn't perfect, um, that example to your children, to me, is priceless. It's, it's more, it's more than someone telling me on a podcast. It's more than reading in a book. It's watching you do it has been, um, well, watching you in my life has been an honor. I'm so grateful to be your daughter, but, but seeing that this is actually how you live your life, um, it was, it felt only right that we would talk to you about it. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'm glad you're on. We might have you on again. We'll see. We'll see what the res- listeners' response is. You better get all your friends to listen. <laughs> None of my friends know how to turn on a podcast or where to find or one. even know how to call it a, a podcast. <laughs> mom, I tried. I tried to tell mom to listen to the podcast, and she was like, "Well, I don't even know where I would go to that." And I was like, "Really? You don't know?" And she said, "No." And I said, "Ask Dad." And she goes, "Oh no, he doesn't either." And I thought, "Great." Uh, that's funny. But yeah, you guys are some of the high tech people in your circles. You better believe it. Which is scary. <laughs> to call us for advice. <laughs> Mom told me she gave her sister advice on something with an iPad, and I thought, what is the world <laughs> coming to? <laughs> well, hopefully, our, we've inspired our listeners to bloom where they're planted. I hope so. Well, guys, that was my father, Gary Page, and I think everything we talked about, I really needed to hear. I hope you needed to hear it, and it encouraged you to bloom where you are planted. Is it just me, or is he so calming? He brings so much, like, peaceful energy. I don't know. I just, I love talking to him. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation. Thanks for tuning in again to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Make sure you go to our Instagram at Haley and Amanda for more inspiration and joy. And we will see you next Monday. We just hope you start living purdy until then. <laughs>